and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode 13. Today we're talking about our favorite outside songs and games in the music room. Well, outside of the music room. <laughs> we'll also share highs and lows from our school week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip, and in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. Now it's time for us to share our high notes and low notes from our classroom this last week. And we've just been back from spring break for a while. A while now. Has like it been forever. two weeks? It's been forever. <laughs> it feels like it feels like it was just spring break, but it has been two weeks, hasn't it? Um, I don't think it feels like it was just spring break. I oh. think we've been back for two, three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever. So, anyways, um, Tanya's gonna share a low note from recently. Oh, oh yeah. My low note is all about all about technology. Oh boy, I'm having some technology issues. Um, okay, so just last week, at the end of the week, uh, I was we had sixth graders in the room. We were doing our thing. We were using the board. We were doing some twelve bar blues stuff and um, using some manipulatives. And I had mine on the smart board. And then I heard a pop, a pop, a pop. And no. uh, the projector went dark, and it was it was over for the projector for the light bulb is what I assumed because the pop you know yeah and so uh, we have a fourth grade teacher who's kind of our guru technology knows what equipment we have and will change things out anyway so he came over at the end of the day I, yeah it was at the end of the day so I had to teach the rest of the day you know without technology it was fine it was okay uh and then he was going to replace the bulb he did that didn't work so he changed out the whole projector because we happened to have some other projectors around and changed the projector and then um that was at the very end of the week so on monday morning i used the projector for the first um 15 minutes of my first class and then there was no pop but things went dark and there was a really bad smell Oh, no. So second <laughs> projector went down, and um, yeah, and then the sixth graders came in, and they just could not stop complaining about the smell. Oh, geez. And I don't know. Don't I, they realize sometimes they smell worse than the projector? <laughs> I think that they're immune to that kind yeah, of smell Yeah, or that's true. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so anyway, um, it's just one of these things where uh, I kind of give myself a demerit not just because of the projector, but I have some other technology things that have kind of been like a thorn in my side that I've found workarounds. Yeah. And I've just been living with that. And it's getting to the point where the workarounds are dying to. Here's an example. I use my, I have a, a Mac laptop and um, they're not getting paid by Apple to say that at all. But I really enjoy my Mac. And I use it for almost everything I do. But when I go to school, we don't have Macs at school. We are issued what I not so affectionately call um, my the clunker, mm -hmm. which is a PC, you yeah. know, of some off-brand. 
and they uh, renew our clunkers every couple years. Or if you're me and the art teacher and the PE teacher, then like every three or four years. You're the last on We're the, the last ones on the list. That's yeah. fine because I primarily use my Mac for everything. But when it comes to projecting things, I use the clunker. Well, um, about a year ago, and it really was a year ago, uh, I was trying to use my Mac at school and I was going on trying to get online and it said, we've detected a Trojan. You are not allowed on this network. Whoa. And I said, what's going on? That's so very dramatic. I tried to figure it out. I went to the Genius Bar, the, the Mac store, yeah. and um, said, find, find the Trojan. I didn't think Macs could easily get viruses. Tell me what's wrong. They went through everything. They went, nothing's wrong. It might have been this thing. We cleared this up, but it wasn't something that should have been detected as a Trojan. Anyway, I can't tell you the details because it was a while ago. Yeah. And um, so they said, there's nothing wrong here. Go back to school and it should be able, you should be able to connect. And um, still, every time I go to school, every morning when I go to school and I open up my laptop, I have to remember to completely sign off, not be online because it says, you've got a Trojan. Oh, geez. And then when I call the help desk at school, um, they say, well, if you were, if your device was clean, you would be able to get on the network. So it's something with you. And then I call the Mac people, and then they, they say, uh, we really need to see inside your computer. Um, we need to be allowed on there, and since you don't have internet, we can't do that. So you need to call us back sometime when you have time, and you have like an iPad, so you can show us what's going on through the camera there. Now, this is a project that I'm going to guess is going to take like, I don't know, 45 minutes to five hours yeah so it's not been something that has been a priority when yes. i'm at school oh it's my planning time i think i'll call up mac and and deal with that for my whole thing have yeah all oh, that stuff anyway so i'm just having some technology issues and i've been going old old school and um yikes writing on the uh whiteboard so not the chalkboard so not super old school but yeah uh, it's just been interesting <laughs> trying to find all these little workarounds and i'm really have use gotten used to using the stuff on the smart board and yeah. so um oh here's the time where i would do this such and such interactive game or i would connect here and show this little video and can't do it nope can't do oh it my so gosh. between the projector and then it was interesting because i was like well i need to write down um i don't know i feel like it's kind of a a stupid sitcom skit because when I uh, today I was like ah oh, I gotta write down that I gotta get this thing and I open up my laptop and I'm like ah oh, can't go there oh I gotta go over to the clunker like uh, my whole life is workarounds with technology I feel anyway. yeah so sorry to ramble oh no. technology is an awesome thing when it works and when it works exactly and when yes. it doesn't it's like ugh what do so, I do yeah so that's my low note and uh, thankfully I can you know teach without any of that just there you go. It works. Old habits kick back in. It's just a pain. Yeah. So anyway, you're going to tell us about a high note? Well, <laughs> ironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, my high note is about technology, And how Tanya. it's working for you. And how it's working. And um, for those of you who have been following anything on Facebook or Instagram, my new latest obsession is Seesaw. Yay. The app Seesaw, which we discussed in a previous episode. And we had a few people who chimed in yes. on our Facebook page and said, no, really, it's not that bad. It's not it's that easy. bad. Just try Do it. it. 
so I got over my fear and I set up Seesaw and I did it for recorder testing and it worked brilliantly and I'm just so excited. Um, so I did just this afternoon um, record a Facebook Live video. So if you want to learn more about Seesaw, I encourage you to go to our Music Teacher Coffee go check it out. It's very Facebook good. page. But I mean, the basic gist is that the kids are able to record themselves on this app. And what I was really pleasantly surprised at was that I could hear them fine, even though there was lots of background noise going on with other kids playing. I could hear the one student who was playing predominantly because mm -hmm. they were obviously closest to the microphone. So um, only a couple of times did I have kids who I think were too close to their friends. And then it was hard for me. And to since you have basically a classroom set. I do. Were they all doing it at once or yes. did you have it? Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I just said, I'm just going to try it. And I told the kids, I was very honest with them. I said, you know, you're my first class to try this. And of course it was like that one fifth grade class that I have my most problems with, but it just happened to be them on that first yeah. day of recorder anywho um and they played recorder last year so it wasn't like playing recorder was new for them it was just what was new was the testing so yeah i said we're just gonna go for it you art guys are kind of my guinea pigs we're gonna see how it works and if it doesn't work at all we'll scratch it and if it works but we need to tweak things we will but i really other than just one or two kids who i just and then i'm able to give them a comment an individualized comment awesome. and i said next time move away a little bit from your buddies so i can hear you yeah. so i'm really excited i'm really excited about the fact that when i'm doing recorder testing i'm not like stuck in this one spot in my room with a line of kids waiting to test for me which has kind uh -huh. of been the way it used to be um or the other thing that I used to do was a lot of group testing, which is great, but we sometimes you just really want that individualized assessment piece. So I can really truly hear each kid individually, give them authentic feedback. They can work at their own pace, which I love. Mm -hmm. um, so and yeah. then that also brings in their self-evaluation -evalu before they hit done. Yes, that That's part I love. That's a really nice piece. In yeah, there. and I didn't really think about that when I started doing it that was like one of those happy little accidents that happened that I said okay well here's where you can hear back and listen back before you submit it and they all do it and they do it so intentionally and really really they're hard on themselves wow. um, I had one kiddo who and he told me afterwards he goes uh miss nicholas um so i accidentally sent you a video that i didn't mean to send you and i said oh yeah <laughs> and he said yeah because i was like halfway through and then i got mad and i was like oh this sucks oh. and so then i stopped it and then i accidentally submitted it and so i want you to know that i sent Aww. you that video and so of course then i listened to it and i cracked up but <laughs> i mean i mean a for applause for for being honest because yeah. he uh, he at least told me well so, you were gonna um, find out I would have found out anyways yeah. but this is not a kid who necessarily would have done that in the past so uh -huh. I did I did give him lots of kudos for being upfront with me but anyhow funny little things like that have been happening um sometimes kids will play something and at the end of the video they'll like be like yeah or like they'll like do some little goofy thing but it's it's all in fun. Like, they're enjoying the technology piece, too. So um, they like it. I like it. We're all happy. Yay. Well, I'll wanna, I, I will want to hear more as you get more into it, too. Yeah. And if there are snafus along the way, it'll be my low note for later on. Uh, well. Because yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah.
And now it's time for our main theme. Today's topic is our favorite outside songs and games. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the ways that uh, we can get into this, or one of the ways we've talked about this, is this we could file under making the most of a bad situation. Yes. Or making the most of a good situation if it's really nice outdoors and you just want to be outside. This time of year, um, there can be some challenging situations. And we really need to give a shout out to Mariah on Facebook, um, one of our listeners who had suggested that we talk a little bit about what you do, things that you can do in a bad situation. And there's lots of specific bad situations that I can't personally talk to. Like, I have not been on a cart. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I've not experienced that. I have been a traveling teacher. Um, and that there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes along with that. But it's been, um, gosh, 17 years since I've been. No, wait. No, it's 20 years since I've been a traveling teacher. Yeah. So I really can't speak um, a lot to that. She also mentioned just like having a small room having in general, room, yeah. which you and I, again, we're, we're both pretty fortunate to have pretty large rooms. Yes. So, you know, when we were talking about this, like, what what would we say to Mariah not having necessarily been in that situation? I think both of us said, take them outside. And that right. was kind of our go-to. And so that was kind of what inspired this episode. Yes. And in our state, it's testing season. I'm yep. sure it's testing season in many places. Um, and I will say that when I first started teaching, I was not given, I was given a very small space. I was not given the music room, the principal that um, I first taught with she said well we really needed the music room for an uh a lab for the special ed oh for testing no no there was oh no i see just so for their classroom just for their classroom oh, and there was okay. only seven kids but she wanted the music room to be their classroom and she wanted to use that huge space oh no now being a first year teacher i just was like uh, you smile and nod okay and... well yeah yeah and then they led me into <laughs> <laughs> this room where um they had moved everything from, you know, the real music room or what was supposed to be the music room into a classroom, which was near the front of the building that was alongside other classrooms. They had put all of the music things in a pile. I'm literally in a pile on the floor. There were textbooks, there were ORF instruments, there were random percussion instruments, and there were bars off of things oh that my. was in a huge pile on the floor. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I spent a few days picking through everything and putting things away and it was a classroom well there was a teacher next door who he was about to retire and um he would taught sixth grade and many times during the year he would knock on my door and say we're testing in here could you keep it down oh no so <laughs> that was kind of um yeah that was a bad situation many yeah. times over because i did have a small space right. um I was told to keep it down quite a lot, which, you know, come on. Mm -hmm. It's the music room. I'm the music room. And, um, yeah, well, I, I was. it was my first year. I didn't know what was going on, so I just thought, I guess this is the way it's supposed to be. I guess you're supposed to just get all these kind of bad things happening. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Sometimes you can change your situation by advocating for yourself. Sure. And, and you sometimes, should. <laughs> yes, and you should. And sometimes you just need to take it outside. Yeah. Yeah. And we're fortunate to be in Colorado where the weather is so mild that we can go outside a lot. Yes. Um, of course, you know, it could be. Depending really, on your climate. Yeah. It could be very nice one day in Colorado and then a blizzard the next day. Oh, yeah. 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 And so, for example, today, um, my art teacher said, hey, um, 
you know, we only have our kindergartners for a very small period of time. And sometimes we just do something fun, like either take them out for an extra recess or like today she said, I have all this sidewalk chalk and I'd love to take the kindergartners out. Would you like to join me? Because tomorrow the weather's going to be bad. Because we typically do them on Fridays, these fun things and calm, fun Fridays. Uh-huh. And she said, well, tomorrow the weather's supposed to be bad. But yeah, today it was no. 70 and uh, super windy. But we still, we took them outside and they just got to explore with sidewalk chalk and I know that's not very music-y on my part, but it was oh, just no. this lovely... I saw, your, I saw your Instagram post. Well, the Instagram post, that was actually my first graders because then I had first grade right after kindergarten. And so I said to her, hey, can I <laughs> take that chalk? Because I knew I was going to be practicing writing um, so in me with my first graders today. And I thought, you know, what if we took it outside and did it on the sidewalk? Awesome. So that was inspired by that. So all kind of rolled together, but... Anyways, obviously, you know, take what we're saying to adapt to your situation because maybe the weather's not so great where you live and you can only go outside in certain beginning of the year, end of the year, or maybe it's way too hot those times of year and you have to do it more in the middle of the year. But um, hopefully you can take some of our suggestions and make it work for you. Yeah. And and of course, all of these songs and games that we're going to mention um, definitely are in the realm of teaching in music, teaching music literacy and I, I really don't want to give the impression that all we do is sing and play games. <laughs> we just go outside and play all yes, day. Yes, we just play. But there are some things that sometimes I try to hold back because I know it will work better outside. Yeah, absolutely. There, I, I've been known to do lots of chase games in my room with instruments set up and lots of parameters given. And things go my my students, they are used to these kinds of things and having stuff set up and, and working around them. So I don't let my environment dictate exactly everything that we do, but um, it is nice to have that freedom to go outside and not worry about someone sliding into a bass xylophone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's, it's a fun uh, thing that the kids can earn, too. So I've mentioned in in previous episodes about how I do choice days where the kids can earn games. And, you know, when we get to the springtime, it kind of ups the ante where I say, okay, any of these games that have a star by them, these are games that we could play outside, but you need to show me that you can handle that, you know, appropriate listening and respect. And when we go outside, do we still have to follow the same classroom rules as inside? So Mm -hmm. I really do use that as a bit of a carrot that I dangle for the kids because in the spring, sometimes you need those carrots <laughs> yes and and you do need to set up this is how we're going to be outside yeah this is how we are leaving the room this is mm-hmm. how once we get to those outside doors and the doors open up you don't want to see them just screaming like banshees and bolt. running yeah <laughs> yeah that you know we are taking we music outside we're still doing we're still having music yeah class. We're still doing music class. yeah so let's talk about some specific awesome yeah. Fun outside games. All right. So how about the category of chase games? Yeah, things that they can really truly run and yes. not be afraid of that bass xylophone, mm-hmm. right? And um, there's lots of workarounds when you're doing a chase game inside. I have uh, seen or known music teachers who will do things like uh, you have to fast walk. Right. Or walk you on have your to heels. walk on your heels. Yeah, right. One. Or you have to tiptoe mm-hmm. or you have to, you know, do it a certain way. When we go outside, it's just a full... Yeah. Full on run. Yeah. In the grass only, right? In the grass only. Do you do you play these games on blacktop? Um, I don't have a lot of 
well, let's see. You know, the grass that I have is um, not as safe because there's lots of trees around and there's lots of, oh. you know, uh, branches and things sticking out yeah. of places. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a black top, but it's like, um, well, I guess it's kind of black toppy, sidewalk. And you haven't areas. had any like kids like skid on the black top and scrape their knee and all no, that? No, I haven't. Okay. I, <laughs> I have had, um, a couple of years ago, I did have a uh, sixth grader who had to go in who um, had a bloody nose because we were playing cut the cake. Oh, yeah. And they <laughs> ran into each other's. And this is, you know, it's it's very odd. Not odd, but they weren't, they weren't following the rules because when we play cut the cake um, and kids are racing, and they ha they pass each other. They have to stop and shake hands and say, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Yeah. So let me back up in case you don't know what to cut the cake is. Yeah, let's start with that. All right. So we'll sing the song. It goes okay. like, clap your hands together. Give a little, give, give yourself, yourself a shake. There we go. Make a happy circle. Then you cut the cake. So we're in a circle, stationary circle, because they're holding hands. There's somebody in the middle. And when we say, then you cut the cake, the kid in the middle puts their palms together as if they're slicing and they slice between two hands of mm -hmm. two, two people. And those two kids, they go running off in opposite directions mm -hmm. and they go all the way around the circle. Meanwhile, the kid who is in the middle puts their hand out and whichever kid gets to the um, center kid's hand and tags it first wins. And they get to cut the cake the next and time. And they get to well, I've done it. I've done it two different ways. Okay. I've done it um, in a way where that that person gets to cut the cake. Yeah. And I've also done a little switcheroo on them and said, "Oh, you won the spot, so you oh. get to stay in the spot, and the other person gets to cut the cake." And they go for that. Uh, that doesn't seem as much of a prize. <laughs> Not gonna lie, Tanya, that seems like a cop out. <laughs> I've actually done it to kind of. Um, I don't know, just to mix it up. Just to mix it up. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. No, I know that when I play that game, they love to be the ones to cut the cake because yeah. then they get to choose who gets to run. This so, is true. Yeah. Well, try it both ways. Try it both ways. Yeah. But as the kids are running around, then you get into this possibility that they might crash exactly. into each other. Exactly. I'm sorry. Other. So this is where we stop. <laughs> yes, you got to stop. And we shake hands and yeah. we say, good morning, good afternoon, good night. And the rule is, if you do not say good morning, good afternoon, good night and shake hands, then you automatically lose. Yes. You're disqualified. Yep. Yeah. Because some kids will like kind of touch hands and go, blah, 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 blah. yeah. And you and, can't. And you... I tell them they have to stop their feet. I'm going to look at your feet. If mm -hmm. your feet don't stop. Yeah. Right. So you had kids who did not follow that rule and oh, crashed okay. right into yeah, each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's your natural consequence. Well, right exactly. There. It was weird because that the that kid and the kid who ran into it, they were just laughing and laughing. Blood. Blood spread, everywhere. Laughing. Can I go to the nurse? <laughs> oh laughing. Gosh. Well, good. At least it wasn't like a lasting injury. No. No, but, it wasn't. Yeah. Yes. Great game. Another really great outside game mm -hmm. that actually I learned this from you, Tanya, oh, when yay. you came and did that professional development for our district so many years ago, um, is Our Old Sal. Yeah. We'll start by singing that one, too. Okay. Here we go. Our old sow is getting very fat. Kaimo, komo, kimo. Two foot, three foot, two across the back. Kaimo, komo, kimo. 
And I'm assuming we're gonna put all this on your blog, right, Tanya? Yeah, well, because just start we're all up both there. having like brain moments um, right now. Yeah, it's been a while um, since I've done our. our so our let's see, how can we best explain this one? So you have the students in in rows, in columns, in like a grid formation. Mm-hmm. Yes, That's the corn rows. That? Yes. The corn rows, right? So the students are in rows, and you've got a sow, and you've got a farmer, and the farmer's trying to catch the sow. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Because it would be weird the other way around. <laughs> but she could do it that, way. Do it that way. So all of your kiddos who are in the cornrows, they they put their arms straight out and kind of connect. Mm-hmm. I just tell them at least make sure they you're just touching touch. fingers. Yeah. They don't have to actually grab hands. And then on some sort of a cue, mm-hmm. and I've seen this in different ways. I use a bell tree. Yeah, I use a wood block. Just mm-hmm. it's a short thing. Then they turn 90 degrees. And then all of a sudden, their cornrows are have shifted, have shifted the other yeah. way. So, um, it's like some Stephen King experience. Yes. Ooh. So then, of course, while the farmer is trying to chase and catch the sow, at any point, those rows will shift, and, and now then they you have can't to go adjust. Under and you, and you can't, can't go, go under or over the arms, and it's 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 a jolly good time. Yes. And you can't go around the outside of yeah. the grid. Bizarre. Yes. So. Um, do you have a time limit to this, Tanya? I always wonder about that. Like, you know, at what point do you just cut it off? Like, after you've sung the song so many times, it seems like if I, ha- if I haven't caught them by four, yeah. I usually, that seems to be a natural place to be like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we just keep singing the song. Yeah. Keep singing the song. Keep singing the song. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I have done, it can be a long round. It can be a long round. Yeah. I usually go three times or four times. Four times. It depends on what's happening. Yeah. But that's a really great game. The kids love that one. Beg for that one. Yes, I made the mistake, fun. I think, once of doing that one in the fall when it was warm and we went outside and played that in the fall. But then it was like that was all they ever wanted to play. Not oh, that, you know, wow. my students get the opportunity to always choose. So that's one that I hold on to the spring just because right. it will drive me crazy to hear, come here, Lorenzo. Come here, Lorenzo. Oh, they right. just, they absolutely loved that one. I don't yeah. know. It's a really and fun that's one. a good one for for older kids as well. well yeah, and then you've got the Kai Moko Tom T. Yeah, yeah, the great rhythmic element that Tom T is in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Next, oh yes, Charlie over the ocean, which is a one that I do play in the fall. is one of the first things I do with first graders. Yeah, uh, just because we really love those solo singing opportunities, mm-hmm. especially the ones that are made. Um, you know, the, the call and response, the echoing, uh, and Charlie Over the Ocean is just such a fun, joyful game that the kids really, really love. And that involves another circle, stationary circle, and there's a student who's walking around the outside. The tricky thing about Charlie Over the Ocean is they have to hear it a lot, of course, yeah, before you invite a student yeah. to sing it because the soloist leads the song. Yeah. And if they haven't heard it a lot, then they're going to mess it up. Yeah. And even if they have heard it a lot. I've made that mistake. Yes. And then you get into a situation which hap- which happens and it's, it cracks me up, but it's, it's very, you got to get out of it because it's very frustrating where you're trying to, if you've got a soloist who doesn't really know it and you're trying to coach them along and you're trying to quietly sing it to them and then the kids hear you and start echoing you. And they echo you and that poor kid never gets their solo. Exactly. So you're like, no, 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 just not me. You echo him. Yeah. Yeah. So we should sing Charlie. Here we go. Oh, Oh, you're going to be the, oh, you'll be the one. 
I'll be the soloist. You'll be the soloist. Okay. okay, Charlie sorry. over the ocean. Charlie over the ocean. Charlie over the sea. Charlie over the sea. Charlie caught a blackbird. Charlie caught a blackbird. Can't catch me. Can't catch me. And then who the soloist is walking past whoever they are walking past at that moment. They tag them and then chase Ensues. Like a duck, duck, goose. Like a duck, duck, goose thing. Can I ask you a question, too? Because uh-huh. this is something that I always forget. When when do they touch the person to chase? Is it when the... It's not when the soloist sings no, Can't it's Catch Me. It's when the group, group sings, sings can't, can't Catch Me. Can't Catch Me. I said, you can't touch until the group sings me. Yeah, yeah. and then they touch. And it's so funny with the first graders. You can tell when they haven't had... and And it's... More and more often, they have not had experience with these chase games. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen this, where the the soloist, the kid, will tag someone who's slightly in front of them. Yep. And they just turn... The, uh, yeah, the tag kid just turns around and just uh-huh. tags them immediately. Yeah, I've been doing, with my second graders, um, Sally Goes Around the Sun. Mm-hmm. And I play that as a Duck, Duck, Ghost chase game. Oh. I know, there's different versions of that one. Um, and... It's, yeah, it's funny because I'm like, it's just like Duck, Duck, Goose. And I'm surprised at they how many kids don't, which is sad, which is why we need to be doing not just Duck, Duck, Goose, but all of these kinds of games. These kids are not getting outside and playing these games. I know. So, like, one of my things I noticed in any Duck, Duck, Goose type game is the kids who don't want to stand up and run. So they just reach out and quickly touch. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't count. You have to stand up and you have to chase. Well, you could do it standing. Well, that's true. Like, but Charlie then that's the too ocean. easy. If they're, I mean, they could all be standing. Is that how you play Charlie over the ocean? Yeah, that's how I play Charlie over the ocean. Oh, you have them sitting down. Yeah, because otherwise, I feel like the the person who's chasing, uh huh, would have too much, too much of a head start. Like they have to have that get up time. That's that's what gets the. Oh, you know what I mean. Well, no, this is why I was saying that the the kid who is tagging, yeah. The person uh, who's going to chase them, you want to tag somebody you've passed. Right. So you do not want to tag someone who's right in, like, as you're walking by, who's parallel to you. Right. Or slightly in front of you. Trial and error. You want to tag someone you already passed. That's funny. I I always have them sit down, because I guess in my head it's like Duck, Duck, Ghost. That's how you play Duck, Duck, Ghost. Yeah, because the getting up part is. Because the getting up part gets that, the tagging person an opportunity to get a little bit of a head start. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, different you can do strokes a for couple, different folks. A different way. <laughs> we'll it's a it totally different, different game now. No, it is. Yeah. So, oh, I'll you play Duck, Andy. Duck, Goose, but this is not this Duck, is Duck, Goose. Because now Duck, we're standing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, what should we talk about next? Well, there's so many chase games that we could go on and on. Yeah, that's true. Mouse, mouse, especially for the little ones. Yeah. Well, and oh, then yeah, Mouse Mousey really is um, an excellent So Me Do song, of course. Uh, and then the older ones with our old Sal. Also, when we're talking about things for older kids to get them moving, I, and I use it all the time. Well, I mean, I use it in the beginning of the year with my kids, but I've been known to do this in several workshops and sessions. And when I teach levels, just because I think everybody should know it because it's such a tasty song, um, is the Taylor and the Mouse. Yeah. And, um, of course, there's a John Fire Robin picture book that book yeah that is really lovely that is nice to um, introduce to kids and I do it typically at the very beginning of fifth grade uh, and that's one where it is um, not a chase game at all but there's 
buy-in because, well, it's a great melody, it's a great song, it's a repeated echoing song, and it's a really easy um, two lines, long way set, two lines facing each other mm-hmm. movement. So, yeah. Yeah. And the tailor and the mouse goes, there was a tailor had a mouse, hi diddle lump come Sorry, not echoing. I just said echoing. It's a call and response. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, Technicalities. Yes. They live together in one house. Hi, Dillum, come fiddle. Hi, Dillum, come tear him, tum tum in the town of Ramsey. Hi, Dillum, come over the lee. Hi, Dillum, come fiddle. And there's more verses. And the verses in the Fire Robin book might be slightly different from the verses that you'll find in other sources. Mm-hmm. But the kids are facing each other. And the top of the set, the two who are at the top of the set take hands. They sashay down the set. They sashay back up the set during the first um line and then they peel the banana mm-hmm. and they go under and, and that's pretty much it yeah so it's really easy really accessible they get it right away and they're still able to sing that hi diddle i'm competing. yeah yeah so yeah that's any little that's... simple singing games or play parties like that thinking pawpaw patch you yes. know any of those little kind of things could easily be taken outside when you do paw paw patch, do you separate girls and boys? You know, I do. I do too. It's like the only time. Yeah, me too. That I that I'm like, I okay, we have a girls' line. Yeah, yeah, because it's just it doesn't always so much make sense just because of the text and come right. on, boys, let's right. go find. Well, them. I reverse it too after we've done it with um, girls, and the next time we'll do. Um, where oh where is handsome Billy? Where yes. oh where is handsome Billy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you totally can. Um, I just don't always have time to do that. But um, it inevitably there's always not an even number though. So then I always ask, you know, who would be willing to go to the other side? And it's funny because oftentimes the boys do want to go to the girl side because then they know their partner. But why do you need an even number? Oh. I guess you don't. I never use any. I mean Oh, I do, just because I don't know. It because I'm weird like that. No, no, but it's kind of funny because when I put him in the long way set, because yeah. we've done so many things. Yeah. It's in third grade that I do pop up patch because um, that's when I take a tigna. Right. And by then, they're like, oh, that's my partner. Oh, that, that's it. Actually, for this one, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Because that's true. They never have to do anything with their partner other mm-hmm. than you do make build a, a bridge, bridge, but it can be with. Exactly. Well, I'm weird, and I like even numbers because I like it. And it's just funny because the boys are always like, I'll go to the girl's side because then they know their partner, quote-unquote, is another boy, and they don't have to deal with being with the girl. I don't know. It's just funny. So do you also separate them out for over the river to feed my sheep, over the river to Charlie? I I don't Charlie so much. Oh. I I haven't done that one in a long time. Okay. I don't know why. I just kind of got sick of it, and it kind of fell off my radar. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, that's a good outside game, too. Yeah. It's it's a one of my favorite. I love when I've seen Lamar Robertson yes. do that one. Because uh, he really, you really get the sense of, like, what that particular play party and song can be when yeah. Lamar, when you see it from Lamar. And I think that's my problem, that I haven't, like, I've only read the, it in a book and yeah. I've done it. And it's like, uh, The melody. The sparkle isn't there for yeah, me. Yeah, it doesn't And the seem, melody is where is a little strange. Yeah. Because it ends on the low so, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I'm remembering things. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, that's a good one. <laughs> and um, I don't gender separate them for that one, yeah. even though we say Charlie is a fine young man, Charlie yeah. is a dandy. We just, if you're on the dandy line, 
That sounds funny. Dandelion. Dandelion. Yeah. If you're on the line where you are the dandy, dandy. you just, you know, whether you're a boy or a girl, you just uh, wave and throw candy. And And actually, I have to insert just such a sweet story from from the Oak Conference about Lamar. It was during Jill Trinka's session. Uh And, um, oh, gosh, what were we playing? It's it's the one where somebody's in the chair. Oh, oh, the Greenfield, Roxy. Oh, yes. The Roxy song. And it's tell me who you love, Roxy. And somebody has to go and they call someone's name. Thank you. My brain isn't working. And then they pull them out. And uh, I think it was Lamar. It was his turn. And he called a gentleman to come. Uh-huh. And at that point, it just, it all kind of just stopped. And he said, and you know what, people? The boys can call the boys and the girls can call the girls and it just doesn't matter. And it was just, <laughs> everyone just cheered and clapped. I mean, it's not like that was a surprise to anybody, but just hearing Lamar say it, and it was so just genuine and fun. And Jill's like, of course not. And then it just all moved on. And it was just the sweetest thing ever. Aww. That was just a He's sweet so little wonderful. Lamar story. Yes. Lamar Robertson is amazing. Yes. So, all right, let's get back Moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> other fun things to do outside. And you know what? Um, I can give, uh, in the show notes, I can include where you will find a lot of these. Like, um, oh, the green fields, Roxy. You're going to yes. find and Step It Down. Step It Down. And, um, oh, there's so many awesome things in Step It Down. But, so we'll include those resources. Tanya will put some good notes on her blog. Yeah. She always does. Well. She's very thorough. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'll put that there. And if you have questions, please just come to our Facebook group yeah. and um, ask ask away. And maybe you can find videos of these. I honestly have not looked to see if anyone has recorded students doing um, some of these. There are oftentimes, yeah, that you can find videos on YouTube of certain mm-hmm. singing games. If you read a direction and you're just like, I'm not But like Over that. the River to Feed My Sheep, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever seen a video of that one. Maybe not And it's really hard to describe, so. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I wanted to mention something that I love to do outside is the parachute. Oh, yes. Um, and I, I really do save the parachute as, like, special things. Actually, it kind of became my tradition for a long time that on the last day of school, which was always just a half day, so we would have really tiny chunks of specials just for that morning, mm-hmm. just to give the teachers a tiny bit of a planning period. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, and by that point, I I generally had my room kind of already packed. I know Good some people. You. I know some people and administrators frown upon that. Really? But, um, well, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's just supposed to look like your room until the kids leave and. Oh. It sets the tone that we're still in school. I always feel guilty because I'm like, you know, the principal stops by three days after school's gotten out. They're like, you still here? I'm like, yeah. yes. Well, I'm yeah, and that, that that's true. Um, no, I mean, and most of my administrators have always been very kind and understanding that, you know, as specials teachers, we don't have kids who can help us. Like, in oh, the yeah. classroom, the kids help, and they pack, and they clean, and mm-hmm. it's kind of all us so anyways that's a whole other topic maybe we can talk about that as we get how to get to the end of the school year but on the last day of school I had I remember there was one year where I like literally had everything packed except my parachute and one little basket of those um like water balls that you use in the pool that you squish and they get squishy and they fill with water and you can play catch with them because then we would do the popcorn game on the parachute where Mm -hmm. we would put the balls on the parachute and this is not musical whatsoever do you put music with it you (laughs) You could you could if you could pipe something out or had a speaker 
But uh-huh. again, I had is, it all are packed there, up. Is there like any procedure? Or do they just go to town? They just go to town. You okay. just you put put the popcorn balls, and that's the last activity I do, and it's the least musical of all of Who them. Who gets to chase them but all down? They all do. They all have to help. So okay. after all the popcorn has been popped off the parachute, they all have to stop. Go run and get it. And put it. You back could on. play that really dirty pop popcorn, popcorn song. song, and yeah. I have, and then I've I've done it that way in my classroom. But outside, I was like, oh well, I've packed away all my speakers, so I guess <laughs> I guess I could sing. But they all yell and scream. I mean, that's just that's one of those games where they get so excited because the popcorn is popping, and they're yeah. yelling and screaming. They can't hear the music anyway. Okay. But um, I I was laughing at one year I was doing that, and I was in this little grassy patch outside of my classroom that was really close to the building. And we had probably like four of those little balls go flying on the roof. And I had to tell the custodian. So this summer when you, when you're up there, just toss them. But anyway, some of the other songs, I mean, we'll do pop goes the weasel Mm -hmm. um, where we sing. And while we walk around with the parachute on the word pop, we just pop the parachute up. That's Mm -hmm. a really good one. Yeah. Um, why can't I think of some I of use the, the parachute ones? a lot with the nutcracker in December. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Um, and But for me, it was, I, I think I accidentally ordered the wrong size parachute one year because mm-hmm. I got a huge one, one that, like, I couldn't even fit in my room. Really? Because it was just so dang big. So I thought, I'm going to save it. So I didn't send it back. I just thought, how fun would this be? So that was the one that kind of came out. Like, I had my smaller one for in the classroom. And when we went outside, I had the big one. Really? So, yeah. And what did you do specifically with the big one? Well, yeah, I did Pop Goes the, pop, the Weasel. Pop Goes the Weasel. Yeah, but I did it so they went under the parachute and did the, and what do you call it? it, like the mushroom right. where it goes around you. I never let them do that in the room. It makes me nervous. Yeah. Because it's too, they're too close. Yeah, exactly. But when they do but it when outside. But you have a huge one. Right. All of a sudden, I'm not able to think of some of the other songs that I did. But if I think of it, I'll Well, you know, let's think. You could adapt almost any chase game with a parachute. Yeah. Totally. Um, You have to really... Oh, I did, like, Old Brass Wagon. Like, circle to the left, Old Brass Wagon, where we would just do different motions with Mm -hmm. the parachute. That was a good one. And you could do lots of beat-keeping things. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of tempo things. Yeah. I do a lot of things with recorded music with the parachute. Right. Yeah, these are more things that we did with songs. And then there's snail, snail. Snail, snail, yeah, where you let the kids sit in the middle mm-hmm. and the students walk with the parachute kind of loosely so this, the parachute ends up wrapping around them, but you never let it go higher than their shoulders. Well, I always that's... have them put their arms up like they're on a roller coaster. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. And then at the end, you just do you just count one, two, three. Is that how yes. you do it? And then the students pull back quickly and the student in the middle spins out. around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah, my sixth graders, that's their request to play at the very end of the year when they get a choice game. They want to play snail, snail in the parachute. No bloody noses over that one. Yeah, that's true. But when you have a sixth grader sitting on that parachute, you got to be careful that um, use the older parachute because things grip. Yeah. I've got a couple of parachutes. Like I've got the the brand new one, I've got the kind of sad, ripped, little bit old one that I pulled out for. Totally. Special events. Um, So parachutes are awesome outside for sure. Uh, What other things do we want to talk about? Some things that don't really fall into a specific category. I love the game that I use for I Lost the Farmer's Dairy Key. Mm -hmm. And it's um, a Red Rover type game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the kids are in a circle and they have hands and they move. The circle moves. But every time we come to, doo, 
do let me out i'm in this lady's garden so the song is i've lost the farmer's dairy key i'm in this lady's garden do do let me out i'm in this lady's garden every time they say the do do the your feet stop mm -hmm. you have to freeze because the person there's a person in the middle and they have to try to break out of the garden by simply running and breaking out of the circle oh my goodness yeah well, you got to put lots of, you know, rules and parameters that we do not karate chop our way out. Yeah. Um, you cannot go under. You cannot go over. Uh, I've not had any issues with that, but I have been told by others that uh, we're not supposed to Red Rover anymore, just generally. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I, fe I feel like that is one of those things that's now banned, like dodgeball. Like things that we well, can do no more hitting, <laughs> hitting children with balls directly i think is a lot more uh i don't know i i it's do not really soft it's not that big of a deal <laughs> i miss that you dodgeball. I mean, i'm not gonna isn't lie. it weird in our society that we uphold these football players and we want kids to play football and they're getting concussions like yeah. so many times a year and we just go eh, that's the game but we can't play red rover we can't play red or rover. dodgeball or dodgeball with very soft squishy <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. But no, that's a, that's a great game. But I, mean, I do I've use seen that game. I haven't been brave enough to try it. But oh, maybe I this it. year I'll do it. It's yeah. a great high dose song. It's a great high dose song. Wow. And I know every time I've um, you know mentioned this game in a workshop or something, there's always someone who says, "Oh, well, in game plan it goes like this," and there's a different game to it. Oh, okay. Um, and I can't remember what it is, but anyway, uh. I just don't think it's as fun as breaking out of the circle. No, that yeah. does sound really fun. And um, I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm just going to apologize. <laughs> apologize later. No like one has plan. broken anything. <laughs> I've had more injuries from kids doing tinkling than I have from... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we're doing an in-service on tinkling. Oh, coming good. up at the early release day. Oh, good. So you get to see Yay, all the tinkling. get to do tinkling. Yeah. That sounds fun. So, yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Um, and then there's Shoe Fly for the little ones, mm -hmm. which you, as a teacher, must have some patience for. Because teaching Shoe Fly uh, with a circle that goes inside out. Yeah, that might be a hard one to explain here. Yeah, I, yeah. And there's only two of us, so doing a video is not going to work. <laughs> it wouldn't work, I know. And I think neither of us are in a situation where we have permission from all of our children no, I, to videotape. I, so I'm not going to videotape we, my students. We generally don't do that. But maybe sometime we'll get like our personal children together yes, and make them and do make it. make them shoot fly. <laughs> they can be our guinea pigs. Maybe we'll look and see if it's on YouTube. Maybe there's a version. Maybe there is. It's a really great game. It is. Well, basically, it's just... Um, for shoe fly, they, they're in a single circle. They take hands and they go in and out for the shoe fly, don't bother me. They move out. Shoe fly, don't bother me. Shoe fly, don't bother me for I belong to somebody. And then on one point of the circle, kids uh, make an archway. And then on the opposite end of the circle, one of those students leads the others through the archway. Everyone's hands are still connected. And you end up with an inside-out circle. Yeah. The archway and the person, the archway <laughs> and the kids it. going under the bridge have to move at the same time. They have to move towards each other. Right. Yeah, it's like an amoeba flipping around. I think I've done it slightly differently where the point kiddo, there's actually two, and it's usually me and one other kid. And we go through the arch and then we let go of our hands and we oh. part ways. 
we go around and, and then we you rejoin meet on the other side. Oh, and it's it does the same thing. It does the same thing. I just say, do not let go. Yeah. Don't let go for yeah. anything. And the hardest job are the people who are making the bridge. Because they've they have got to, to go, go under their, their own, own bridge. Yeah. Arms, mm-hmm. yes. And some of them are like, oh, they get freaked out. But I tell yes. them it'll be okay. Yes. It'll be fine. And once they get it, it's so exciting. Yes. They're so proud. Totally. Yeah. But that's when I save for the end of the year. Yeah. Mostly because um, I have, I need all that time to establish a lot of these. I mean, you know, if you've taught kindergartners or early first graders that just making a circle. Oh, yeah. That's complicated. a skill that, that we need to work on. So, you know, yeah. making a circle and then turning it inside out while you're singing Shoe Fly, that's kind of, a, you know, a little more sophisticated thing for them. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's also important to mention that aside from all these lovely singing games and the parachute, that, you know, other types of activities are fun outside too. So, like, I do take my kids outside for recorder practice mm-hmm. because... Oh, it's just nice because you to want have to hear the break. dogs help. Well, you know, <laughs> no, it's just it's helpful with the noise just to have them out there. It disperses a little bit better as long as you you know move away from the building so you're not driving <laughs> the classroom teachers crazy. But um, where I am right now, situated in my building, is um, I basically it's me. I'm I'm in the inner part of the building so I don't have an outside door which is sad because then to go outside I have to walk through the hall but that's fine but really the only classroom is actually the coach's office so the only people we're annoying are, are the poor instructional coaches and whatever teachers might be planning in there oh, but there's this know. lovely tree right out there so we go and we bring well we have our iPads which is nice and so we go and we bring our iPads outside and they they can sit under the tree or sit in the sun and you know it's really lovely and you can them sing your tree songs out there. This is true. You really can. This is true. Um, or if you have, you know, like a worksheet on a clipboard or, you know, anything like that, that they're doing some independent work, that it's worth your time to go outside. I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to do it for an activity that's going to last, you know, one minute. But if it's a longer activity, it's kind of nice just to let them go work in the yeah. sun. The sometimes. change of pace and yeah. the fresh air. It's invigorating. Very invigorating. Yep. And now it's time for our work smarter, not harder tip. So Carrie, you've got something to share. I do. It's another tech tip. Yeah, I it's seem all to about be very tech. techy lately, which I is... seem to not be very techy <laughs> yeah, at I'm all. I'm not lately. always very techy, but this is a little trick that I learned somewhere along the way that is great for any Apple devices. So if you've got iPads in your room or your own personal device and you wanna limit what app the students are going to be going on. So like, for example, sometimes I'll do stations and I'll leave iPads out and there's a specific app I want the students to use, but I don't want them getting out and going into other random apps. Mm -hmm. So there's a way you can lock them into an app. Ooh. Yeah. I want to do that to my kids. Well, it comes in handy. (laughs) So it's called Guided Access. And the way that you turn it on is you go into your, your settings and you go to General under Settings and you look for something called Accessibility. And you click Accessibility, and then towards the bottom, I see it's under a category called Learning. I'm looking at this on Tanya's phone. It says Guided Access, Mm -hmm. Off, and then you have to click it on. And then when you do, it's going to ask you for a passcode. So then the idea is, 
So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna set a, a passcode on Tanya's. I'm just gonna do one, two, three, four. So oh, it's no. easy. Now to everybody knows. Well, I'm sure you can reset it, Tanya. <laughs> oh, hers is fancy because she can do a face ID on hers. My yeah. devices aren't so fancy. So then the idea is then once you go into an app, so let's say you want them in GarageBand and only GarageBand and nothing else, you open up the app, whatever it is you do, mm-hmm. and then you, well, I don't know how to do it on your phone, Tanya, because you don't have a home button, but in a regular you just device, swipe. okay, you triple click on the home button to start the guided access. Oh. So I don't know how to do it on a device that doesn't have a home button, this but is a 10. I will speak from my experience. In my classroom, my iPads have the good old home button. So once you're in the app, you triple click on it. And it'll say start guided access, and you say yes, and then they're locked into that app. So if the kids ah, try, I just I just did it. She figured it out. Yeah, I just um, hit the uh, button on the side three times. Oh, okay. So yeah, if you have a device that doesn't have the home button, the new iPhone, this is a ten. You mm-hmm. said? Yeah. Um, but an iPad has a home button. I think they all have home buttons. So anyways, there's a different way to set it depending on your device. But once you are in the app then, if you've started guided access and you try to click the home button, it'll say, can't do that. Got to put in the passcode, Ooh, which the kids don't know. Sneaky. Yeah. And you can even set it for a time limit. So if you have a kiddo maybe who's working independently on an iPad or your own personal children and you're like, I will let you do this app, but you can only do it for three minutes, you set the timer on it. And after those three minutes, it'll automatically just lock it down. Shut it down. Wow. So it's just really great. So like for me, if I'm doing stations with like first grade, for example, they especially, they are very curious. <laughs> they want to <laughs> click on, on everything. So I will try to find one app that I want them to do that's related to the subject that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I set the, the guided access and they can't get out of it, which is great. And you could also set the time limit so that it's like... Um, it could be the station, you know, the length of the station. Yeah, I mean, the problem the with the that then is once it does shut down, then you're going to have to go, go in, in and do, and do the time, the, the password on all those devices. Oh, yeah. So I don't know that I would necessarily do that part for stations. Mm-hmm. That would be more like we have a kiddo, for example, who earns iPad time. Like he's he's one of our special needs kiddos, and he earns iPad time if he completes X amount of tasks or X amount of minutes. Right. So like in my class, if he does – you know, 15 minutes of music and he's focused, then he can get on an iPad for three minutes. Okay. And then after those three minutes, he has to come back and join the class again. So if we set that timer, then he knows there's no arguing, there's no debating. It's very clear. It's very black and white for him that when it's done, you put the iPad down and you come and join us. So I find it works better for those kind of situations, the yeah. timer part, but just the guided access in general. Yeah. It's a great teacher tip. So. Look nice. for that on your devices. On your Apple devices. On your Apple devices. There might be some version of that on others. but Yeah, leave us a note um, if you know of one. Yeah, um, but I definitely know for iPads it works awesome. quite well. for our coda where we each recommend something that we're enjoying yeah either for our professional or personal life yes all right tanya okay. you're up well in the spirit of um going outdoors and doing outdoor singing games and doing outdoor activities i wanted to recommend a couple of things we have you know we're very lucky that we have all these song collectors that have preserved 
these singing games and, and things, and I want to give you a, a couple of resources. So the first is a book called The Singing Game by the Opies, Iona and Peter Opie, and um, they uh, were English, and they've written several books, over 30 books, on um, subjects of nursery rhymes and singing games, and this one, which I'll put a link to in the show notes, is just so fascinating. If you ha are interested in at all of the origins of any of these songs and games and rhymes and things, you just get so much information from them, and it's just fascinating. Fascinating reading. Yeah, um, it's, I was just reading about oranges and lemons. Yeah, that's a good one. That that keeps coming up in our podcast. Oranges <laughs> and lemons. It's yeah. a theme. It is a theme. But I mean, and some of it is kind of gruesome. Yeah, not just oranges and lemons, but like you know, a lot of um, them are. London Bridge. If you if you look at the history of that, but it's all fascinating and really, it's wonderful to know where these things come from as far back as we can. Yeah. So that's the first recommendation. The second one is actually a little video that was um, a film by Bess Lomax Hawes, who is was one of our wonderful folklorists, um, song collectors, musicologists. And it's called Pizza Pizza Daddy-O. And you might have seen a, little, a smaller clip of the actual song and game Pizza Pizza Daddy-O that's about three minutes or so. But this is a slightly longer 18-minute film it's in black and white it was filmed in 1968 and it's the african-american girls on the playground just singing playing these games and what i really love watching is their diplomacy and the way they like self-govern and the way they resolve conflicts yeah. and and a lot of times they don't even drop the song they just they figure it out they keep on rolling nobody runs over to a teacher to have them you know, yeah. hash it out. There might not have even been a teacher there. No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, no one runs over the film crew and says, right. hey, hey, help us solve our problems. I want to be her partner, but she took her. And, yeah. You know. So it's very, this is one of those things that if you do any advocacy when you have a concert, when you have any kind of music activity, if you want to advocate for the importance of singing games and these collaborative music things that you're doing one big thing is the social skills yeah absolutely. this is a skill set that the kids need and in our current society it's not as commonplace that mm -hmm. kids are going to be grouping together figuring these things out on the fly figuring out how to work together i don't know about you carrie but well actually i do because we've had this conversation but over the years i have seen kids when in a group situation, it is much more challenging for them to work together, to come to agreements on things. I have a lot of fighting Yeah. when I have kids do group work. Yeah. Even after we talk about, okay, what roles do we have and how do we work through things? And I'm not saying that blame technology, blame, you know, our current society. I mean, things evolve and change. But it's just really interesting to bring up, well, when we're doing singing games, we have to make these decisions mm -hmm. on the fly. And when we're doing a lot of these activities, um, kids, I, I often step back and just watch and see how kids figure it out. Now, of course, if we come to blows, I've got to step in. But well, sure. um, anyway, I just think that there's just so much that we can learn just by, just watch this Pizza Pizza Daddy-O video. It is, it's fascinating. It's so sweet. We were just watching a little bit of it, yeah. and it was hard to turn it off. It's yeah. really sweet. And yeah, and it's just joyful too. Yeah, and absolutely. That's, that's why we do what we do. Yep. So that was my big recommendation. 
And what about you? What have you been up to and what do you want to recommend? Well, I'm so proud of myself because I've been reading a book, like a fiction book. For pleasure? For pleasure. Amazing. It's kind of one of my, you know, I'm not a big like goal setting person because I I don't like setting myself up for failure. That's so really bad to say. But I mean, I'm not like a person where like every night I'm going to read for 15 minutes. But I have this loose goal in my head like I just want to read more. I mean, that's, okay. that's pretty lame. But anyways, I was talking to our friend Ginger Littleton. Mm-hmm. We were roomies at the at the OAKE conference. And I was finally, while I was there, finishing a book that I've been embarrassingly reading for a very long time. And I was like, okay, I'm almost done with this book. And now I can read something. And Ginger recommended this book. It's called The Prague Sonata. Ooh. And it's a fiction book by Bradford Morrow. And admittedly, I'm not that far into it yet. But I really like it so far. And it's totally up the alley of any music person out there because is it actually about a sonata. It is well, yes, it's about a sonata, and it's so it's told from the point of view of a musicologist who's kind of solving like a musical mystery. Ooh. And I mean, it's kind of like Da Vinci Code but music version. Ooh, I so there's all code? these great. Well, I don't mean like the religious connotations. I just yeah. mean like that the the cheesy bad writing connotations. Well, I mean. The writing is is fine, but it's more just, like, all the little, like, inside things about music. Like, they'll drop composer names, and they'll drop locations, and all these little things that I'm guessing an average reader might not necessarily pick up on. Not that they couldn't enjoy the book, but I'm enjoying it from the perspective of, like, oh, I know exactly what they're talking about. You have some background knowledge that enhances your enjoyment. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about, so there's this prog sonata that's been split up. It's been literally divided into pieces and scattered and so she's got to pick up the pieces and solve the puzzle and like I said I'm not super far into it so I don't know how it will turn out that sounds fun and maybe it'll be a horrible book in the end but Ginger said it was good (laughs) so Ginger says it's good I believe her and it's really we trust Ginger we trust Ginger so it's really good and it's it's you know a lot about things happening in Prague which I've had the fortune to visit so again it's like oh I can visualize all these places that are talking about in the book there's kind of lots of name dropping but in a fun geeky music way awesome so it's good we've reached the double bar line thank you for listening to music teacher coffee talk if you enjoyed this show please consider subscribing rating and leaving us a review on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts to help others find this podcast and in our next episode we will be talking about stress relief for the music teacher. Our show notes for today can be found at Tanya's blog, which is called Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, and you'll see links to the show notes from there. Yes. And so until next time, this is Carrie. And this is Tanya, wishing you happy music music.